The Tri-County Area Chamber of Commerce is a business advocacy organization serving southeastern Berks, western Montgomery, and northern Chester counties, as well as the Route 422 corridor. Our office has been located in Pottstown for our entire 90-plus years in business since 1927. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Chamber Chat with the Tri-County Area Chamber of Commerce. My name is Bill Vitiello from the Victory Bank, and I'll be your host for this podcast. Remember the last time you called your bank and heard... Press 1 to wait for the next available representative. Press 2 to leave a voicemail. Now, listen to the difference at the Victory Bank. Hello, Victory Bank. Jennifer speaking. Real people. No voicemail. Everyone deserves a victory. The Victory Bank. We exist to help our clients fulfill their visions and dreams. Member FDIC. Did you ever wish you had friends for business benefits? Well, you do now with the Ben Exchange. Stop by their website today at benexchange.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome into the interview portion of the Tri-County Area Chamber of Commerce Chamber Chat Podcast. My name is Bill Vitiello. I'm from the Victory Bank, and I am here today with Betsy Chapman from the Steel River Playhouse. How Betsy, you doing, Bill? Welcome to the podcast. It's great to be here. This is cool because you know why? Why? We've never met. We never have. Well, five minutes ago we met. True. Right. So <laughs> this will be like meeting somebody for, well, it is meeting somebody for the first time. Yeah, that's right. So I'm, a, I'm excited by this conversation for a few reasons. One, first of all, I get to know somebody else in my community, which I love doing. Second of all, I get to thank them for being on the Chamber Chat podcast because your support makes this podcast grow. Right. And third, I am so anxious to find out more about the Steel River Playhouse because admittedly, I've never been there. Oh, well, we're going to have okay. to change well, that. Well, I know. We, all, we are <laughs> going to change that. I know we're going to work on that. But the Steel River Playhouse comes so highly recommended to me by a number of people throughout the community. That's so, great So to I'm hear. really, and I'm being sincere about that. I'm not just doing that for the podcast. I am really anxious to hear all about Steel River Playhouse. So, so why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself, how you became involved with Steel River, and we'll kind of go from there. Okay. Sounds great. Well, I've been around... Not from the beginning. The beginning of Steel River was way back in 2001 when there was a feeling that it was time to to grow some community and to to give people something that they could get involved in personally, but also to kind of uplift the spirits of the community. Um, And so Steel River started out performing in people's homes we performed in uh, Pottstown Middle School. We performed at Montgomery County Community College, a couple of places around. I got involved in about 2005, uh, oddly when they were doing a show that required a bit of rappelling. And prior to a torn rotator cuff, I was a rock climber. So, okay. you know, you never know when yeah. Peter's going to call. When you get the call, right? Yeah. And I sort of got the bug again. I've done theater all my life. We were very fortunate in uh, 2007-2008 to be able to move into a building right here at 245 East High Street. Really kind of gutted and rehabbed the building, although it was J.J. Newberry. So we already had steel beam reinforcement in the floor. We already had big open space. Um, We were able to create a black box theater that seats about 250 people, depending on the configuration downstairs and a smaller theater that seats about a hundred people comfortably upstairs 
along with not enough space for costumes, props, and all the things that theaters collect. Sure. Uh, and and uh, green room for the actors. And so we moved in, and we have just celebrated our 10th anniversary season in that building. So we're heading, headed into our 11th year on High Street, and it's terrific. We're well, having a great time. Well, good for you. Congratulations. Yeah. 10 years is a, is a long time. And I know you've kind of seen this um, uh, High Street in Pottstown start to evolve, right? We sure have. Yeah, there's a lot of businesses starting to come in now. Things are really starting to gain some forward momentum. And to be one of the original, I don't want to say, one of the people who are leading that change, it's got to be great for you guys. It, it's terrific. And that was actually part of the reason we chose Pottstown or we picked Pottstown, as the saying goes. Mm -hmm. In looking around, you know, there are a lot of theaters around, and it's great because it gives us lots of partners to work with. We we all trade actors and costumes and props and support each other's shows, but there was sort of a hole here in Pottstown where we felt because of our mission to build community and give people a creative outlet and also provide educational outreach and a lot of opportunities for people, Pottstown was the right place to be, and it's been great to see Pottstown really growing uh, over the years, and I personally take the challenge to try every new restaurant that comes into town. I think it's important, um, and it's it's just great. Yeah. So how does something like a playhouse even come together? Is it... <laughs> I mean, yeah. How how long do you have? Bill? Yeah, I mean, I mean, is is it something where you just have a group of people who are passionate about this? That's is a that, lot. Is that of it. what it is? Yeah. You, you have to have a group of people who are passionate. You have to have a little bit of money, and we did a large capital campaign, sort of 2006 to 2008, as we were in the process of buying and rehabbing the building. We are still greatly in debt. And uh, because you might guess that being a nonprofit theater doesn't pay for itself very easily. So you have to have people that are interested, first of all, in you know the investment in the community, mm -hmm. both physical plant and monetary investment. You have to have people that believe in that vision. Um, obviously, we have the artists and the directors and the designers and the crew and the actors and all the people that go into putting on a play. But I think what people don't realize is the other half of what we do is educational outreach. So we also have quite a, an experienced staff of instructors in voice, piano, acting, improv, uh, and we offer all kinds of classes, every, the things you'd expect a, a theater to to offer for everybody from three-year-olds for a sort of parent and me class during the day mm -hmm. to the kids who come to after-school programs and uh, need to improve their ability to speak publicly because that's important no matter what you do in life and to get the confidence, the self-confidence they need uh, to really make it and be comfortable, especially in this world we're in today. All the way to senior citizens, we have a, a senior educational program where we call them our mature adults mm -hmm. come and they actually write their own 
plays. They write their own plays and perform for us twice a wow. year. They work really hard. They're terrific. That's cool. We also do community outreach to the school district and offer some uh, after school and school time programs there. Uh, the Ricketts Center, uh, some churches we've worked with, all kinds of things. So, you know, people see us and think about our plays and performances, and that's only half the story. The other half is providing the educational resources to really help everybody in the community uplift and get to the next point in life. Yeah. So, so is a do I need to be like say I wanted to take advantage of one of these educational classes? Do I need to be a member of the Playhouse? No, or? we we don't do do it that way. Um, you sign up, go to steelriver.org, and you'll find an education tab. And you can sign up for the classes you're interested in. You'll find a listing of what we've got available. I, did I mention ukulele classes? One of our most fun classes last year was a ukulele class. Really? Yeah, they okay. were they were rocking that class. Nice. Um, so I mean. All kinds of things. There's something for everybody, whether it's music or singing or acting or improv or just, you know, public speaking and, and presence. Uh, we had an audition class. So it open to everybody. We're not a membership organization. Come to our website, steelriver.org. Find what you're interested in. Sign up. Contact us, obviously, if you have questions. Mm -hmm. I think the requirement is to come and have a good time. Yeah. That's yeah. really what well, we absolutely. ask. So you don't even offer memberships just for the regular programming for the plays and everything? Well, saying? we would uh, advise you to buy a season subscription. Okay. That would be a great thing to do. Right. So it's not a, a membership organization in that we don't, for example, the actors don't have to pay to be in our shows, that kind of gotcha. thing. Which, you know, in some places... That's the way you finance your theater. Mm -hmm. That's not our model. Um, our model is based on paying for the services you receive in the case of education, ticket sales, obviously, but really season subscriptions are a great deal. And um, the season subscription will bring you the ability to see eight of our shows. We have musicals. We have straight plays. We have shows done by our students in student workshops. We even, uh, in August, have an advanced youth production. These are kids that have been with us for some time. They've auditioned to be in this performance, and a lot of them will go on to be theater majors or you know, crew some sort of tech major when they go to college. Right. And this year we're doing Pippin, which is a really fun show. Uh, with the kids, and it runs August 16th through 25th. So depending on, you know, when we're broadcasting here, mm -hmm. um, hopefully people can can see our our advanced youth program. I think I think folks will be able to react to that. That should be posted in in time. Um, I wanted to ask you another question. What what has been the most popular, I guess, play or show you've ever put on at the Playhouse? Oh. For that, you need our artistic director, Lena Devlin, because she's the numbers person. Can we She'd be able we, to tell you. We could we, phone her. Can we phone her <laughs> right phone now? Her. Is there a way to patch this into the podcast? <laughs> so it depends on how you want to look at it. Uh, if you look at it in terms of we have the ticket sales, mm. we have the number of people that actually saw the show, right? And then we have the number of people we've reached with the show. So I'm going to... I'm not going into politics, just to be clear, but I'm going to give you three answers. Okay. Okay? Yep. Um, probably in terms of number of people seeing a show, uh, it's, 
it may be the last one we just closed at the end of our 10th anniversary season, which was Beauty and the Beast. Mm. Disney musical. It's theater magic. And that would be followed closely probably by The Little Mermaid. If you want to look at revenue, it's possibly our Christmas shows because everybody loves to come to the theater at Christmas. Sure. Uh, Miracle on 34th Street, we've done a Christmas story, which we'll actually be doing this December. We've done a lot of other, but those I think are probably our top two. Miracle on 34th Street, in fact, we did this year. It was the show that opened the theater in 2008, so it was a reprise <clears throat> excuse me, of that show, and we got as many of the original cast members back for it as we oh, could. That's it cool. was fun. That's very cool. Now, if you want to talk about number of people reached uh, altogether, we have a grant to work with the local school districts, and we do a a show for the schools every year, and that will reach a 1,000 or more students. So in that case, we perform not only at our theater for a weekend or two, But then we do the outreach to the schools. The schools come to our theater. And so in addition to our audiences, over 1,000 students will have the opportunity to see the show as well. So we're really excited about uh, some of the work we've been able to do with the school district. And it's really fun to see the kids. I know this year we did The Fisherman and His Wife. And we had kids who had come to the theater to see previous shows when they were in you know, kindergarten or mm-hmm. first grade, and they'd come back and they'd say to their friends, I was here before. Yeah. This is really cool. So it's fun to watch those kids grow up and in some cases decide to get involved with our educational or, or student workshop programs so that, so that's too. What, so that's what I was going to ask. Like, do you find by bringing the kids in that there's increased interest? There from is. Students, like even from somebody just from the outside looking in, like they're not interested in theater at all and have no interest of right. being involved. But then all of a sudden, once they see it, they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah something I want to do. You know, I think this is important because today, for some of these kids, it's the only time they've ever seen live theater in their lives. Mm. And with so much media today, you know, you think about the big stars and all that. And that's all wonderful. But there's a place for all of us in the theater. So you have the kid that says, I'm too shy to get on stage. But, you know, if they're like me, maybe they're kind of geeky and they love the soundboard or they love working the lights or they love being the person on crew backstage that makes sure the actors get to where they need to be on time. You know, or maybe they love to sew and they want to work on costumes or they they love to build things and they want to make props. I mean, there's really something in theater for everybody. And we even have technical classes, uh, again, working with the, the schools and the kids so that they can come in one week, they'll see how the lighting system works. The next week, it's the sound system. The next week, they're down in the costume shop. The next week, they're working with props. So there's a place for everybody here, no matter your interest. That's cool. Yeah. It's really, I love it. it's great. I love it. Um, I know earlier we were talking about the, the mission of the Steel River Playhouse, mm-hmm. and I, do you want to? Did you want to mention what that mission yeah, is? Yeah, can I? I, it, I'm, I actually have it here. Yeah. Well, except my laptop. No, I know it's I, the, and the mission is asleep. no, it's fine, and, and uh, I know the mission is very uh, specific, so that's why I wanted you to fire that up and uh, yeah, thank and make you. Make sure we're good um, to go there. 
here, here is the mission. I'm going to read it so I don't miss anything. Steel River Playhouse seeks to strengthen community, inspire creative exploration, educate, and entertain through the, present, through the presentation of quality performing arts events and education for diverse audiences. Mm. So there are some important words there. Exploration, educating, and entertaining. If it's boring, who wants to, sure. you know, do it? And performing arts events and education and diverse audiences, it's all really important to us. And, and we try to reflect that mission in the choices we make for programming, in the choices we make for our classes, and also, again, in the outreach we do to the community. Mm-hmm. I should mention two things, maybe. Uh, we do have scholarships available for some of the education classes. Uh, and you can always ask us about that. And we do off, also offer an industry discount to other theaters. So mm-hmm. if you know if somebody from another theater wants to come to one of our shows, they identify themselves, they get an industry discount. We're all about creating community, and the more diverse it is, the better it is. Yeah. So tell me about the future of the Playhouse. So here, you know, here we have the history of it. Um, we have it in its present day. So if you had a wish list or, uh, you know, a perfect scenario on oh. how the, uh, in a perfect world, how would the, or what would the Steel River Playhouse look like for you? Paying off the debt would be great. <laughs> so, so, let's, so let's, let's, uh, all right, so let's stop right there. So what is the best way for the community to help support that? Oh, that's a good question. Obviously, we accept donations. You know, we're a nonprofit organization. There are tax benefits to that, and there are a lot of ways to do that. You can donate through our our uh, website or our Facebook page. Um, you can call us, and we'll be happy to talk to you. You can also sponsor a performance, for example. Uh, there might be something that particularly speaks to you or to something you believe in. For instance, we're doing the Diary of Anne Frank next year. We're doing Fun Home. Um, we're doing Silent Sky. These will each appeal to a little bit different audience. Uh, so you can always invest in us that way. Um, and and I say, you know, pay off the debt. And to some extent, that's true. All organizations, right? Mm-hmm. All organizations uh, have financial challenges, particularly these days. So what we'd really like to be able to do, let's pretend we're in a perfect world and yeah, that all let's happens. Do it. Let's do it. We'd really like to be able to bring our programming to more diverse audiences, to make it more accessible to the community. Uh, this year we're doing some Shakespeare in the park, so we're going to be out there in the park in July. Well, that's probably passed by the time we, we have this conversation. But we, we want to make this available to as many people as possible. At the same time, quality is really important to us. We want to continue to, to raise the quality of our performances as well as the quality of our educational opportunities with you know the best instructors in the area, which we believe we have right now. We want to continue that. We probably, at this moment, don't want to add more programming than we have because we're pretty much out of space. Mm-hmm. Costumes and props and auditions and rehearsals and educational classes and performances are all trying to go on at the same time in that building, and right. it's kind of tricky. Quality, diversity, community outreach, those are all things we would like to improve and do more of, um, and it only takes money. 
right? Just that little <laughs> You're a banker, that you little know. thing. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So is there room to expand the space at all? Up, down, to sides? Not really. Oh, okay. um, you know, it would be great if there was. Right now, we're lucky that we work with the community who uh, is often very, very generous in giving us places to store things, giving us places to rehearse, giving us places to welcome visiting artists, because we do have artists come from out of the area. Mm to work with us as well. So the again, the community support has been terrific. Um, and hopefully that will continue. But yeah. you don't like to be asking all the time either. No, no, you're right. But I think if people find, if they go and they find quality in the program, right. they certainly would want to help out. And now that you've even further described on this podcast how much more the Playhouse offers, Hopefully there'll be some propensity to give there and, and help offset some of that debt there. I hope so, because I don't think, you know, I think people think of it as a place, you know, we'll do dinner in a theater, right? Dinner in a show. Mm-hmm. And that's great, but that's only part of what we do. Really, it's all about community for us. It's all about being able to get the community, community involved, being able to give back to the community. That's what makes it really fun and rewarding. Mm-hmm. So what else would you like to tell me about the Playhouse? Some information in front of you here. I do. Well, I have a lot here. So we have, and you can go to steelriver.org and see our whole next uh, season. Uh, We've got the Mystery of Edwin Drood coming up, and that's probably timely to talk about because tickets will just be going on sale as this podcast goes out. Um, The Mystery of Edwin Drood was Charles Dickens' last story he was writing but he died in the middle of writing it oh cool yeah well he probably wasn't well, not happy cool that, about that yeah not, sorry not cool that he died but just the well, fact that it, you know it is sort of cool because it gives us an opportunity so we have this unfinished dickens story a play a musical music is fabulous has been done of it and since we don't know who done it because he never finished the story in the middle of the act two the audience votes and the cast has to learn a variety of endings. So we have to be ready for no matter who the audience <laughs> votes against, in this case, to do the correct ending. Interesting. It's going to be fabulous. That's cool. I can't wait. Okay. What, um, what a, else you got? A Christmas story for Christmas. So we got the flagpole. We got the <laughs> radio flyer. We okay. got, yeah, we got it all. Fun Home uh, in January to February. And that is a powerful story coming-of-age story, um, and people want, will want to take a look at that. I think better known is A Diary of Anne Frank, which comes up as our March show. Our kids' show, remember I said this year we did The Fisherman and His Wife? Mm-hmm. Next year it's Aesop's Fables. So it's always a fun show, and I hate to say a show with a message because you go, ugh, right? But there's, a, you know, there's always a message there, but it's not pounded into your head. Mm-hmm. It's presented in a fun way. The kids love it. Okay, I love it, too. It's a lot of fun. (laughs) Oh, you're a big kid, right? Uh, Yeah, I'm a big kid. We're all big kids at heart. Silent Sky, another really interesting, uh, we call it our little gem, about a female astronomer at Harvard who was not allowed to use a telescope because she was female, but went on to make quite a few very, very important astronomical discoveries. Wow. It's going to be a good one. Cool. We have a musical that we can't announce yet. <clears throat> it's mm. 
going to be our our May June musical. What if I did a drum roll? Would you announce it? Uh, no, because we'd get in big yeah. legal no, trouble. I know I'm teasing you. Yeah. So stay tuned, November first, and we'll be able to tell you. But the kids are going to love it, and the parents are going to love it too. It's a it's. I can't wait. So, um, I should mention one other thing, or Lena will be mad at me. We have a program called the Refinery, and this is a program for new works specifically. We went out last year and asked for submissions of plays that had never been performed or published and thought, oh, we'll get, you know, maybe a couple dozen. They received over 700 plays. Oh. So needless to say, a committee <laughs> had to go through this. And again, we worked with other theaters in the area. The plays have been presented at Steel River just in sort of workshop form where, you know, you've got actors sitting and, and working off the script. The, we have dramaturgs now working with the authors of the plays. They're kind of revamping the plays given the feedback they received. These plays will be presented at a variety of theaters in the area this fall. And then in May 2020, we'll have the winner of the final six presented as a fully, fully done performance at Steel River. Hmm. So this is a program we have received a very generous donation to continue that program for the next 10 years. So for the next oh, 10 years, awesome. yeah, isn't that great? Yeah. Again, a good example of a way you can donate to the theater for something that really is your passion. Sure. And this person had a passion for new works and now we'll be able to do this because it's expensive to sure. to get these plays out to the public. Who knows, maybe we'll find the next Broadway that's blockbuster. Very, very possible. It'd be great. Uh, so is there some sort of email newsletter or some other communication that folks can sign up for that they can keep themselves up to date if they're interested in sure. connecting? You can go right to our website. There are buttons on the website not only for donations but also to sign up for our email list. You can also email info at steelriver.org and we'll get you on the list. I would be remiss if I didn't mention that you can also volunteer with us. I'm the volunteer coordinator at Steel River and you can write to me volunteer at steelriver.org and I can tell you about all the opportunities to, to help out. And some of the fun things you get to do as a volunteer, if you're an usher, you get to see the shows for free. Oh, that's cool. So you can't beat that. But we need all kinds of help, you know, from the cast and crew that you would think of backstage mm -hmm. to all the front of house people, box office, house managers, ushers, uh, retail sales, all kinds of things. And you'll train all that, right? Like we'll so if somebody just that. says, you yeah. know what, I just want to be around the arts. Yeah, uh, you've kind of you know use me where you see fit, or maybe this is my area of strength. You you can train somebody if they want to work the box office yes, or do an absolutely. usher role. Yeah. Yep. Okay. You don't need any training to be an usher. You basically be, need to be able to take tickets and help people to their seats. That but, sounds easy enough. Um, it's most people. Yeah. That's uh, cool. But for house manager, box office, all of that. Yeah. In fact, we'll be announcing training events coming up in September. We also have a big gala coming up in September, and uh, the gala again we can always use some help with. But that is one of our, that is our major fundraiser uh, of the year. That will be at Steel River. We'll have a very nice dinner, uh, followed by 
well, we dance. We dance. Mm -hmm. Some people are better dancers than others. (laughs) Uh, And uh, silent auction and all kinds of fun. And if you would like information about that, again, info at steelriver.org, and we'll get get you hooked up. We can use help as well as people who would be interested in attending. Cool. Anything else you want to talk about uh, the Playhouse? We could probably talk for quite a while. I could go for a while, but I, you know, I want, I want people to think about us as more than just a place to come and see a play. I want you to think about us as a place to um, be entertained, to, to be educated, whether you come to our educational classes or after a show, you just stay for a talk back. And Diary of Anne Frank, Fun Home, good examples of, of plays that people are going to want to talk about later, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I want people to think of Steel River as a place to, to come to. You know, we've also hosted a number of benefits for other organizations. We've hosted orchestras. We've hosted film showings. This is a community resource. And we love being here in Pottstown. I mean, we made the decision to be here. This is where we want to be. And so please come and make this part of your daily life. Yeah. I like love I it. do. <laughs> well, I hope after this podcast, folks are a little bit more educated about what the Steel River Playhouse has to offer. And I hope they do reach out to you in some capacity to, to be involved in their community. And even if you're listening to this beyond the community. Uh, being involved somehow. So. Right. We actually have, it's not unusual for people to come up from Delaware, New Jersey, both actors and people that, that come to see the shows. And so, yeah, it cool. brings all kinds of people into town. I love it. Well, my guest today has been Betsy Chapman from the Steel River Playhouse. So thank you for being on the podcast. Thanks. I appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. Isn't this great? Yeah, it's great. Is Let's do fir- it again. Is this your first podcast? It's my first podcast. Nice, but you're not new to radio. No, I'm Which not new to radio. we'll have another conversation That's about some other time, podcast, right? right? <laughs> right. So, All right, everybody, thanks for downloading this episode. You can certainly provide us some feedback on the episode if you have any questions or comments. You can reach us at podcast at tricountyareachamber.com. That's podcast at tricountyareachamber.com. Once again, my name is Bill Vitiello from the Victory Bank in Limerick. And until we connect again, all my best and bye for now. Thank you again for downloading this episode. If you would like to stay in touch with your Chamber of Commerce, please visit our website. That's tricountyareachamber.com. You can also follow us on social media on LinkedIn. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and now Instagram. You can also pick up the phone and call us at 610-326-2900. A live person will pick up the phone. It's once again on social media, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Also, please consider subscribing to this podcast. This podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, and many more. So again, subscribe to this podcast and also turn on notifications where you'll be notified of new episodes. The Tri-County Area Chamber of Commerce, serving the greater Pottstown area since 1927.